three, second chances have a way of waking us up and changing our behavior. Second chances have a way of waking us up and changing our behavior. Look at verse 11 and 12. Now, when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while. Boy, you think he, he keeps using that language about Paul. You know, he kept talking on and on and on. He talked a long while. He talked until midnight. Uh, Paul was long-winded for sure. So he came up, broken bread, eaten, talked a long while. Even till daybreak, he departed, and they brought the young man in alive. And they were not a little comforted. Now, Luke doesn't tell us where Luke, where Eutychus sat down when he went back up into the upper room. He doesn't say, you know, he doesn't tell us where he went. He didn't tell us where he sat down. But I've considered a few things. If it were up to me, I would have made three changes. I would have made three changes. Number one, I would not have sat in the same window, <laughs> right? You know, you just fell out of that window. And I think it's a safe assumption that Eutychus, when he got back up there, even if he was going to, I'm sure other people in the room were like, no, 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 you're not going to sit in the window, you know. So I think that would be the first thing. I wouldn't sit in the same one. The second thing, I would sit really close to the one who raised me to life. I would. I'm going, who, what, I died? And Paul brought me back to life? All right, not only am I not going to sit in the window, I'm going to sit right next to this guy. Because clearly... He can do something about it. The third change I would make is I would, I would listen with a renewed energy. I mean, I get it. It's now past midnight, early morning hours. But at this point, I'm wide awake. <laughs> I'm wide awake. And not only am I wide awake, now I'm going to listen to Paul with a renewed energy. I'm no longer going to be battling that, that slumber. But I want us to consider those changes. I want us to consider them in our own lives. Too often, we are, when we're given a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, what do we do? We keep going back to the same window. I mean, we're given a second chance. And then it's like, okay, here's what I want you to do, Chris. Yeah, I'm going to give you a second chance. You fill out the window. I get it. Mistakes happen. You fill out the window. You were revived. Now let's go back up to the upper room. And when we go back up there, you know what I do? Right back to the window. Right back to the window. Second chances should prompt us to say, something's got to change. I can't keep going back to the same window. I keep doing it over and over. And, and I, I wonder, I can't help but wonder in this situation, and maybe, maybe because Eutychus was surrounded by people, and I'm sure if that was the case, that these people were going to say, no, Eutychus, you're not going to go back to that same window. But what if you're not surrounded with people who are going to say, hey, stop going to the same window. Stop making that same mistake over and over and over. You keep going to that window, you, whatever it might be, you keep going to that window and you fall out. And it, and it hurts you. And it hinders you. And then you're given a second chance. And then you go right back up to the upper room. And you go back to that window again. And you sit in it. And what do you do? Lo and behold, you, you fall out again. What's your window? What is it that you keep returning to? Over and over and over. God is calling you away from it. 
He is inviting you to, to move away from it. He's saying, listen, I don't want you to keep going back to the window. I'm drawing you closer to me. It's time to stop going back to the same window and falling out. Not only should we not, not go back to the same window over and over, another consideration is this. Don't just go back and go to a different window. Don't just create a new, new opportunity. I mean, you, you're going to this window, and yeah, I fell out that, oh, but I'll, I'll just go over here. And now you're just putting yourself just in a new environment to make the same mistakes. I can only imagine that Eutychus did what? Sat as close to Paul as possible. He didn't go back to the same window, didn't look for another window. As I read that narrative, I just cannot imagine any other alternative but Eutychus going back up there and everybody just being, wow, wow, wow. And I just can't imagine him sitting anywhere else in that room other than as close to Paul as possible. Second chances should do that. They should prompt us to sit closer to Jesus. Second chances should prompt us to sit closer to the one who raised us to life. Second chances should cause us to say, you know what? Lord, thank you for this second chance. Thank you for your grace. I am not going to go back and sit in that same window again. Lord, this time I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to go back where you are, and I want to sit as close to you as I can. So instead of sitting in that window, whatever that window of yours it might be, why not open the pages of God's Word and sit closer to your Savior? Why not look for an opportunity to say, Lord, I'm tempted to head back to that window, but instead I want to spend some time with you in prayer. Instead, Lord, I, I want to I talk with you, and I want, to, I want to spend some time with you in prayer. And the third thing that comes to mind is Eutychus seems to have been awake the rest of the night. I can imagine it would be hard to, to sleep after having died and then being raised back to life. But look at it, verse 11 and 12. Now when he had come up, he had broken bread and eaten and talked a long while, even till daybreak he departed. And they brought the young man in alive and they were not a little comforted. You know, maybe that's a good model for us too. Just to break bread with other believers. To spend time with one another and, and go out and have a meal together. You know, the idea of breaking bread with one another is not just about the Lord's Supper. It's about sharing a meal. It's, a, it's important for us to, to spend time with one another and get to know each other and have conversations over a meal. And the question is, do you make time to break bread with other believers? It's an important part of the family of God. So, let's look at the outcome. What is the outcome then? What is the outcome? When we slow down, we humble ourselves, and we sit closer to the Savior. Look at the outcome, verse 12. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. It's a strange way to put it, right? I mean, you're reading through it, and it's going, not a little, I don't know that, you know, well, how would I have said that? Oh, they were greatly comforted, you know, they, they were comforted, you know. We experienced the immeasurable 
comfort of God. I think, I think the wording here is so intentional to, again, to slow us down. Because, it, again, what's he been doing? He's slowing us down, slowing us down, slowing us down. And even the wording in this one sentence does what? Causes you to, you have to, okay. And they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. What does it do? It slows you down even more. Why? Because he says, listen, I don't want you to miss the outcome. The immeasurable comfort of God is the result. That's what happens. And that leads me to our one last thought. May your worship bring you to experience the immeasurable comfort of God.